I think the thing is, and you know, I share this on my story, but my last W2 job, I was working at a bank. I was in their management training program that they hype up as like thousands of people apply. And you were one of the people we picked. And I remember saying to them, like, you know, there was a point I'd been in retail banking with them and got promoted to this program. And they're like, we want you to go back and be an assistant branch manager or branch manager. And I said to myself, I said, so you're telling me the best I'm ever going to do is like be an assistant branch manager making $50,000 or a branch manager making $60,000 a year. And they said, yeah. And, and I didn't lose my job till two weeks later, but I think that conversation in my mind was like, you're done. Hello, and welcome to the agent podcast. With your host, that's me, Raymond Schulzheim. Let's dive in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Agent Podcast. Today, I'm here with my buddy, John, out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania. John, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much, Raymond. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here, man. Fellow podcaster, real estate agent, and, you know, shit talker. So, that's right, man. Let's dive into it. Why real estate? Yeah, so it's very interesting, and I actually shared this recently on my podcast because so many people say to me, like, well, what's the journey? Like, you talk about hating W-2 jobs, and that's kind of what people, <laughs> how people look at me. But really, what I found, so, and not to get into a long story, but basically the 32nd version is, since the time I was 18, I've been in tons of W-2 jobs and never, you know, none of them were really my niche, either lost jobs or went to another job. I've probably been fired from more jobs than anyone in the world. Not because like I wasn't robbing banks or anything or doing anything crazy. I'm a dreamer. I'm a visionary. A good buddy of mine, Vincent Puglisi says that having like ADHD is like the CEO's disease. And that's very much like me always like bouncing from one thing to another. And so I just think I'm, I'm such a dreamer and a visionary that I'm always looking for the next thing. And, and I'll present it like this. Like I remember, you know, one of my jobs was a manager at Chick-fil-A and I'm trying to improve things, do better, get better coach people. And like, but at 1230 during the lunch rush, when they're just trying to get 150 cars through the drive through in an hour, they don't want you to improve anything. They want you to like shut up and get the food out the window. And so that's sort of an example where, you know, dreaming was for like 9am when the store was slow, slow, not for 1230. And so I just was never good at W jobs. When I lost my last W2 job, which was February 26th of 2019, me and my wife kind of felt like, you know, I applied for jobs for about six months and got to a point where someone recommended real estate and thought I'd be good at it. I've always been good at sales and relationships. And so we sort of made that decision that if I didn't get, you know, I had applied for a few jobs, had some interviews, and we were like, if we don't get one of these final few jobs, we're going to, you know, trust that God, you know, has us like in real estate full time. And so that's what I'm doing. And that's kind of where I've been the last couple of years. So basically, you know, licensed two and a half years. And that's kind of what led me on this journey. So let's dissect that a little bit. What was your, what was your childhood like? How did you grow up? Yes, I grew up actually sort of all over the place. My mom and dad were separated. And so I was all over the place, all over the country, really lived in Nebraska at a certain point, lived in North Carolina. I've probably moved 20 times during my lifetime, at least. And so one of the interesting parts about that, as I think about real estate, is I know the emotional like trauma that can happen when you move all the time. And so I think it helps me with clients know hey, I know this is an emotional decision, whether you're buying your dream home or your first home or you're selling a home. You know, I had a client recently that they were moving to a retirement community. 
So whether it's your first home and there's the joy of that, or you're old enough, you know, you're in your eighties or whatever she was and wanting to move to a retirement home, there's so many emotions. And so I think that really helped me relate to the clients, like happy emotions, sad emotions, like just be there by their side, try to take the stress off them as much as possible. So what did your parents do? What kind of jobs did they have? Two jobs all their life. My dad still, you know, we have two kids. My wife and I have been married five, six years. We have two kids. Our son just turned two and a half and our daughter just turned one. So it's like a circus over here most of the time. But <laughs> my dad often says, hey, well, when Caden goes to college, so my son's two and a half. And I'm like, have you seen like the entrepreneurial journey I've been on? Like, I'm probably not going to encourage him to go to college if he wants to. Great. But I spent eight years in college. You know, it's like Tommy boy, like, you know, a lot of people spend eight years in college, Richard, but I wasn't a doctor or a lawyer. So, so that's what I grew up with. So actually it kind of makes sense that I went from W2 to W2 to W2. Cause that's just what I thought people did education. I went to get my MBA and he even now will say like, do your MBA. Like I'll help you finish it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't need the money. I don't want to finish an MBA. Like I'm having so much success in real estate. And so I think it's just uh, uh, his mindset is like, you go to work, you go to school for 15 years to make really good money where I just see it a little differently. And I do think, you know, there's news articles that we've all seen about the great resignation, they call it. And I think COVID really changed a lot of people where they're realizing I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm not going to go to a job that I hate work for a boss that I don't like, be treated like garbage by people to then go and buy stuff I don't need to impress people I don't care about. You know, Dave Ramsey has this thing that where he says people buy stuff they don't need to impress people they don't like something like that. And so it's just, yeah, I think a lot of people are really changing their mindset on that. And I'm not criticizing my dad. I think at the, when he grew up, that's what people did. And now he's kind of seeing like, oh, there's actually another path. And that, that was real estate for me. Well, it's interesting, right? Because we spend the majority of our life trying to figure out who we are and get to our authentic self. And it's usually by means of absolute, pardon my French, fucking catastrophe or on the brink of catastrophe that it happens. And like, you know, we were talking a little bit before we hit record and that's what it sounds like. Like you got to a point where it was crucial times and desperate and something needed to give and real estate was your vehicle to like create that new path and those new opportunities for you and your family. Yeah. And Raymond, I, I think the thing is, and you know, I share this on my story, but I, my last W2 job, I was working at a bank. I was in their management training program that they hype up as like thousands of people apply. And you were one of the people we picked. And I remember saying to them, like, you know, th there was a point I'd been in retail banking with them and got promoted to this program. And they're like, we want you to go back and be an assistant branch manager or a branch manager. And I said to myself, I said, so you're telling me the best I'm ever going to do is like be an assistant branch manager making $50,000 or a branch manager making $60,000 a year. And they said, yeah. And, and I didn't lose my job till two weeks later. But I think that conversation in my mind was like, you're done. You're not doing this. You will not do this. Now, they then let me go two weeks later, never written up, never anything. But I think it was really a blessing where I suddenly had to make it, okay? My wife was pregnant at the time with our now two and a half year old. And we had to say, okay, what the heck are we gonna do? And then I got my real estate license. And, and here's what I would say to realtors out there. I got my real estate license and I hustled my butt off. So for you out there that are like, why aren't I having success? I would caution you and say, 
are you doing real estate full time? Or is this like something you do on the side? You know, I coach realtors and, you know, I have a podcast that's grown a lot. And I talk to a few realtors a week. And some of them say to me like, well, I can't post on social media about real estate because of my full-time job. And I'm kind of like, the conversation's over because you're not actually going to do anything to improve your situation. I had no choice, right? And it turned out to be the best thing. But if I wouldn't have lost that W-2 job, would I have just kept on the hamster wheel of job after job after job? Maybe. And that's why I feel like God blessed me with getting fired. But once I was in real estate, I'm like, okay, now you have to figure it out. What are you going to do? How are you going to make it? And I I've done it, right? So I doubled. So my first year full-time would have been 2020. From that year, which went relatively well, but from that to 2021, I tripled my income. And now it's like, once you're in that range, now it's not like make more money. It's like, okay, how do I optimize? How do I do this so that I can help other realtors, you know, do great, a great job for my clients. And then, you know, I really want to be with my wife and our kids and see, you know, our, my family grow up. Like I want, I don't want to miss that. So let's jump back to talk about your definition of hustling hard, right? What does that, what does that mean? What does that look like for you? Yeah. A big piece of that for me, I, I love this. This is, and that's a great question. A big piece of it for me was I was going to tell everyone about real estate. Right. So I remember being at the Apple store and I got a new computer. I got a MacBook Pro or whatever to to go and work and do real estate. And the person said to me, like, you know, I was just having a conversation. Right. I'm good at relationships. So we were just having a conversation. And she said something like, what's the computer for? And I'm like, oh, I'm a realtor. I'm licensed with my company. And so I think I and again, I'm not going to be pitchy or salesy. Like I wouldn't have been like, oh, hey, I'm a realtor. Do you want to buy a house? Right. People <laughs> see through that. But what I did was I used conversations to grow my business. I would talk about real estate, social media. If you if, if anyone listens to my podcast, I like talk about social media all the time. Like I put business cards on social media, pictures of them put stuff in stories, Instagram, and now reels and TikTok are huge. I've built like a six figure real estate business without paying for advertising. It's all organic stuff through social media and hustling hard to me was part that right. Having conversations and part at that time was doing anything I could to make money. So I was, oh man, it's, it scares me to think back, but during that time when I lost my job to then my first real estate deal closing 14 months later, I, um, I drove for Uber. I drove for Lyft. I drove for DoorDash. I drove for what other ones? The only one I didn't really do was groceries, but anything else. And then now I never got clients from it, but I started learning then how to have conversations with strangers, which in real estate we do all the time. And so like there's, you know, I remember I'm looking out my window right now and there there's a target five minutes from me. And I remember picking someone up at Target here in Lancaster and driving them home 15 minutes and they had come off their shift at work. So I remember structuring that conversation to before we got to their home, say like, oh, do you rent? Do you own? And then said, oh, well, I'm a realtor, right? They were sort of like stuck, my captive audience in the, <laughs> for those 15 minutes for me to talk about what I wanted to talk about. And so that has helped me in the real estate business, right? I can cater conversations. Now, again, I'm not just going to pitch you. I'm not going to be, but I'll bring up real estate. And yeah, that was the thing. And, and I even get emotional thinking about it. Hustling was just, I would do anything we could to pay our bills. Like we didn't know, right? My wife was working her W-2 job, making 40 grand and we survived. But I was like, her dream was always be a stay-at-home mom and be debt-free. 
And I'm like, I have to do this, right? I have to honor her. Like, how can I provide for her? And it was, it was a lot, man, but it was just a, a ton of hard work. And now it's taken time to pay off. But now I'm like, wow, this is, this is why, this is why I did all that. So let's go to tripling your income in the form of building your business. What are, give me a couple, two or three things that you feel are anchors to your success as to why you had that success? Yeah, thank you so much. I love these questions. They're all amazing questions. I, social media for one and client reviews. Like I said, I was sharing my on my show, my journey, and I talked about the power of perception. So my first client ever, I showed 63 homes to. Yes, I see your face. I Yes. Oh, man, a, that, that but is an investment in the relationship. It sure was. And I only made $2,000 off it at the end. But I could not do that today. I'm too busy to do that today. But I had the time and I did it. And... What I did was anytime I showed that client a house, probably almost, I mean, maybe 50 of the times, Instagram story, showing houses today to a client, Instagram story, maybe content, a post. Content, content, content. Content, yep, I love it. Um, I would post that I was showing houses. So I remember there still is a guy, his name is Corey. Corey, rest in peace to your real estate career. Corey, who I did my onboarding class, who... We went through the classes together to become realtors. I remember Corey messaging me at one point saying, dude, you're killing it with these open houses and all these showings. And what I really wanted, I did tell him, but I couldn't really share this publicly. I was like, Corey, I'm broke, dude. Like, I'm worried we're not going to be able to keep our house. Like, I'm showing 63 homes. The one person. I haven't made a dime. I don't make any money till that guy, you know, till that client, that couple buys a house. But I still, I saw the power of social media. I saw that people were saying, wow, you're really crushing it in the business. And I'm like, oh my goodness, it's the power of perception. People are perceiving that I'm crushing it. Now I was honest. If someone would walk up to me, I'd be like, well, I, I really only have one client right now, but I'm using that. I wasn't right. I wasn't dishonest. I wouldn't post showing my 25th client their first home. I, yeah. I just said showing a house today. And in terms of like the hustle, I remember having to take my son once my wife went back to work in December, I would take him to showings, you know, in his car seat. And I would do anything I had to do to meet people and talk about real estate. So social media and the power of perception and reviews. So if you go to sites and, and search for me, so if you go to a, a big one for agents, it's like ratemyagent.com. If you search Lancaster County 2021, whatever last year was, I was number two out of 1,000 something, 1,500 realtors in terms of most reviews. Now, I only had 30 deals. Like I am not the biggest agent in Lancaster. I'm probably not in the top 100, but reviews are such a game changer for realtors because like I can say I'm amazing all day, right? Nobody cares. But if my clients are talking about how amazing I was, that's a game changer. So again, combining that, with social media, I every single review I've ever gotten, and a hundred percent of my clients have given me reviews. So that's another part. Every single client has given me a review. I then share that on social media. John can talk about how great he is. Raymond can talk about how great he is till he's blue until we're blue in the face. But if Sarah, your client, says, Wow, Raymond was an amazing realtor, blah, 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 blah. And you share that, people are like, I want okay. And so let me, John, let me pause you there, man. Yeah. Social media. I get it. Perception, I get it. Reviews, 
most people, not even agents, most people as business owners and operators fail at this. Yeah. Where did that discipline come from? How are you making that happen? Do you have an automated follow-up sequence? Do you have a VA? Do you have some dude chasing your clients down the street? Like what is happening for these reviews? Yeah, well, that's thank great question again. I talk about it during the entire process. So from the first meeting, I'll sort of joke like, and then we get to the settlement table and you love me so much that you tell all your friends and you leave me a great review. And then now I'm sort of, you can even see my personality. I'm super snarky and sarcastic. I joke around because <laughs> we have a good time. Yeah, yeah. I, even during the whole process, so like, for instance, I had a client and they settled probably three weeks ago on a custom home. And the day before settlement, I messaged them and said, hey, can you guys do me a favor? And the guy goes, no, John, I'm not writing your five-star review right now. <laughs> so he already knew. So during the whole process, like when I, like there's been times where I'll miss a call, I'll be on the phone or a podcast interview and I miss a call. I'll call back and I'll be like, hey, sorry, I missed your call. And then I'll joke like you can leave that in the one star review at the end of the transaction. <laughs> and they laugh, right? But then if I do so, now I don't do this all the time. Like if you say, thanks for sending those docs, I don't say, oh yeah, leave that in the, but, oh, but you like- have to know your been, audience, right? Yeah, know the audience, but there's like my clients are like me, super sarcastic, like to joke around. Usually we have a good time. They joke about like, Johnny, you bring in lunch today because I love food and I'm eating all the time. And so- like when, so I remember the same client a month prior to that was like, Hey, you know, thanks so much for doing that. I really appreciate you getting that offer in last minute. And I'm like, yeah, don't forget that in the five-star review. And he laughed about it. I have just to answer the second part. Do I have a system? Yes. And now it's just me. I don't have a VA. I'm, I'm getting there, but I have a note. And I'm happy to send it to anybody. But the note basically says, um, thank you. And, and I've learned now that to send it right before settlement or say like, hey, if you type something up and you come to settlement in the 15 minutes that they're going and copying documents, I'll show you, I'll put it in private mode on my computer, let you log in. You can just copy and paste it. You don't have to, like, I don't need to see what you write, but then it's done there. Right. I, I remember how to, having a client, the, the 80 year old client I sold her house for, I just had just typed something up and bring it to settlement. Or like, you can text it to me at settlement. It'll come on my computer. You can copy and paste it. And so that's really helped a lot. But basically I just say, Hey, it, when I'm asking, I say, this is a way you can help my business. And I think, you know, and I mentioned, I think before we started the episode, talking to you about a, a realtor, Sean Cochran there in, you know, in Chicago, he leaves a review everywhere he goes, like he goes to eat, he goes to eat, he leaves a review. It helps his SEO on Google when he's doing that. And so he gets thousands of hits a month. So I just think one, I try to leave reviews where I go. If I have a great lunch, John Shookman realtor, the Google page leaves a review and that helps. But I think when you explain to people, Hey, this is a way that really helps my business. And you try to make it convenient, like our company does them on the back end. So like I try to get them on Google, but even if not, I'm like, hey, just, just shoot me a voice memo that I will send to our back office people. And they will type it up word for word and make it a review. Like I think a lot of clients don't leave reviews because one, we don't ask or we don't ask the right way, right? So, so my 70-year-old client, 80-year-old client selling a house I'm not telling them, hey, by the way, you need to go put this on Facebook. I'm realizing the limitations. So I'm saying, hey, 
if you don't have a Google account, I will create one with you at the settlement table and then I'll let you post the review. And that's been a game changer, man. All of my clients, so what I've done, I don't know, 50 deals, every single client's left a review. And almost some of them even do, so I've, I've hired videographers like three or four times to interview clients. I take it to another level. So anyway, that's a long answer, but hope, I hope that helps. No, I love it. I'm actually making notes over here to the left of my screen because a couple of things that you hit on. One is just the ability to keep asking in a non-invasive way, right? And let them know in the beginning that, hey, it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's not a big ask, but yep. you help me, I'll help you, right? And yep. then uh, the rate my agents thing, definitely, like, again, with having... Whether you're in the top one, 100, or 1,000 is irrelevant. The fact that you go there and you have all those reviews, that's a yep. gold mine for so many reasons. I teach a, a Google My Business class, and I talk about reviews, but I love that. What Sean is doing is brilliant, where if you take your business page and that business page is the one leaving reviews everywhere, man, that is so much free traffic. Because you're right, it's literally thousands and thousands and thousands of views on a regular basis. And imagine too, like, I, I think about it, you know, we're so busy in our businesses and you share, you got so many things going on. If some, I have to put myself in the other shoes on both sides. So my clients aren't annoyed and I'll just say, Hey, sorry to annoy you. And usually the answer is, Oh no, don't be sorry at all. We're so sorry. We forgot. We'll try to do that today. And normally they'll tell me something like, if we don't do it within the next week, please remind us there, there comes a point. I've actually had clients where like, I'm like, oh, you're going to mess up my 100% streak, aren't you? Now, it doesn't matter. Even the fact that I'm over, I bet 50, I bet most realtors don't even have more than half their clients. Yeah, so, 100%. yeah, so, but I think it's just, okay, I can tell, I'll go back to it. The people you want speaking for your business are your clients. If you, I have a Dropbox link with every, you know, I just had someone who's about to list a one and a half million dollar house. And they said, John, we need someone to hustle and grind. And we need someone that's going to be a bulldog. I had videos, one with the person that I showed 63 homes that said, John is the hardest working agent we've ever worked with. So I sent them a 30 second clip of that. And then I had another client that ended up being my stepdad, but they didn't know it was a different. And, and it said, the quote directly was from him said, you know, they say in business that you want like a bulldog, that term, you know, a bulldog. He said, John is that bulldog and you definitely want him negotiating for you. Now I beat out two other agents that lived within five minutes of this house and I'm an hour away. It could have been anything. But I have a feeling part of it was literally two of my clients spoke to two of their concerns about speaking kindly about me. Sure. And so I don't think you have to be like, oh, let's go hire a videographer like John did. Hey, let's just sit at the settlement table. Hey, Jim, thanks so much. Would you write this review? Boom, there you go. Hey, you know, why, while we're sitting here, are you guys comfortable just like I'll film on my iPhone a one minute clip about the experience with me? Boom, game changer. Because then, and it's content, content, you can share, you know, and I share coming soon, active, under contract, sold the review, and then probably a video. They see my clients six times. Again, I'm not lying. They, they can see it's one, two, three Main Street, one, two, three Main Street. But then to see the client write that and then a video, you're like, oh my goodness. And, and internally, I think clients and the way, the reason my business has grown, clients 
see that, like see my Facebook and stuff. And they say, wow, I, those people look happy. I want to experience that. He's doing it. Yeah. 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 And so I love that, that, that is an awesome system, whether it was intentional or created on accident is irrelevant. It is an awesome system and very simple to duplicate. And I think, yeah, and I will share. So I used to be in the photography business, right? Long before. And so, well, how did your photography business grow? Well, by somebody, I shot a bar mitzvah. And then this person told somebody else, hey, John did a great job on the bar mitzvah. So when I got out of that and out of the W2 life into real estate, I'm like, well, how do I grow this business? Well, let's try reviews. Every time I have a piece, have a review that I share on social media, normally someone messages me like, oh, hey, I didn't see you were doing real estate or something. I I had a friend who I have not, I have still not seen them in 12 years. We used to go to church together, but I've not seen them. They wanted to sell a house. They never liked my stuff. They never interacted with it. A year, they bought a home and I saw something and messaged them and you know, they, they don't were already working with an agent. A year later, they were selling that home, never contacted me at all. And then all of a sudden they said, Hey, John, you know, we really love your social media. Your clients look really happy. We need to sell our house, but we want to move to Texas. Can you handle this? I still have not seen them. They, I handled everything here. We had notarized docs sent to text. So my encouragement to the people that listen to your show is just because someone's not interacting with your stuff or commenting like, Oh, you're a mate. They're, they're still seeing it. Right. So Keep doing, keep doing it, sharing your content. People are seeing it and seeing, wow, Raymond's having success. I, I didn't know he was in real estate. Even I post about real estate probably two or three times a week and there's still people that don't know. Yeah, it happens, right? Depends on their algorithm and what's happening and what's going on in their life. What, let's jump to your podcast. Where did your podcast come from? First of all, I love the name, The Real Estate Survival Guide. Like that's amazing. Thank you so much. I keep mentioning this guy, Vincent, just because he leads a mastermind that I'm in and it's it's for entrepreneurs and he does an amazing job. He has a great podcast, the total, I bet I'm going to butcher it, but it's basically the total life freedom podcast. And what he's trying to teach people is like freedom in their business, to- time, financial and money. No, I said, yeah, like time, location and money freedom. And, and I learned from him, you know, I remember being at a point, you know, not even, yeah, about a year and a half ago where I'd been a year into my real estate career, people that I trained with were like asking me questions multiple times a week. And I I remember saying like, I don't have the bandwidth for them to call me every week. And he's like, John, start a podcast. Of course, we all have that doubter in us. It's like, no, I I don't deserve to start a podcast. I, I remember being like, I just sold my first house in April and it's October. I don't deserve to have a podcast. And he's like, stop, like you have a voice. People obviously need to hear it because they're contacting you. Release a podcast for people. And so the heart of the podcast is, I don't want to see realtors become statistics. It's one of the hardest businesses. And I say this on the show, but 80% of realtors are out of the business in two years. 87% are out of the business in five years. And so it came from a heart of like, I don't want realtors to fail. I remember how hard it was thinking like, are we going to be able to afford our mortgage this month? <laughs> right, two years ago. And, and and that's where it came from. And then as I started releasing it, people would find it. I mean, you've seen it with your show, right? Like when someone in one of the real estate groups says, hey, what's a great show? I see people tagging your show. And so that means you're impacting people. And so that's really where it came from. I didn't know what the heck I was doing at the beginning. Sometimes I still feel like I don't, right? We all have that imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, but it's really, 
helping realtors feel like they can survive. And some of it's just good business sense. But that's, you know, I've joked with my wife that like one day this right here, hopefully in a nicer house or whatever. But this is where I'm going to sit one day and like probably have a six figure in another six figure business that I've built from this desk. And again, it's not about numbers, like, but I'm just trying to help people. I remember being that new realtor and thinking, I can't do this. I'm not going to make it. And I wish I would have seen your show in the stories or seen a show like mine. And so that it came out of like, this isn't out here and it has to be, it's grown a ton. And I love one of my favorite things has just been the interactions I get to have from the podcast. You know, people find it. I, I've put a, you know, a couple times on there that I'll do like a free social media audit for them. And again, I'll do it for any, anyone out there. And I don't like, and, and, you know, I had one realtor say like, well, I, I saw it said like podcast host slash coach at the real estate survival guide on your profile on Facebook. I'm not interested in buying anything. And I, I wrote back, I'm like, good. I don't have anything to sell. <laughs> yeah. That's and eventually, cool. yeah. And eventually like over the next few months, I'll, I'll, I've had realtors that are asking me like, can you create a membership community? Like what Vincent has done, but for realtors. And so they're pushing me. So I'll probably eventually do it, but it's not, it's not really for money. I just, I hope no one goes through what I went through. And I hope that people can see there is so much opportunity in real estate, whether you're investing, whether you want to be a licensed, you know, a, a realtor showing clients houses and selling them. There's just so much potential that like, I wish I would have done this 15 years ago. <laughs> well, it's so interesting, right? Because you go to school, you get your license and that's all you're taught right? No one tells you, hey, dude, you just became an entrepreneur. You're a startup. Congratulations. Like you're yeah. your own boss, your own employee, your worst enemy, your best asset, all of these different things. And, you know, that's kind of how this started too, is just people are suffering, dude. Like they are so lost and overwhelmed and let alone the bad advice that's out there, right? And you know, you're promoting your podcast, you're in and out of Facebook groups, you're looking at what agents are saying, what coaches are saying. And there are those people that be like, oh, I don't want to buy anything. Oh, you don't have to buy something. But listen, dude, you learn one thing, maybe you can grow your business 20%. You know, whatever that means to you, it could be one house a year, it could be 100. But yep. yeah, you have to have that open mind. And if you're going to be a business owner, it's important to have an open mind and realize what you don't know and what you have the ability to learn. And for me, that's one of the things I love about the podcast. Like I have created an unbelievable network of really awesome, cool, nice, warm, caring people, but I've also impacted a ton of agents with the reviews I get or the messages I get, or, you know, now I have like a few agents calling me to talk about investments. Like, dude, I found this 10 unit building, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, just call me. Let's talk about it. Let's work through it before you commit to something, you know, and really make sure yeah. you understand what you're getting into and what that looks like pros and the cons, right? Yeah. But it, like, it's a great feeling to be able to be impacting people like that. It is. And I think that, you know, what you just said, I've been processing so much. That's like my, one of my words of the year is impact. I don't just want to make a ton of money. I really want to help people. And so if that's the podcast, if that's the community that I eventually start and, and again, you know, some, some people are like, Oh, are you going to sell something in one day? Like probably, but that's not really why this started. I started to help people, you know, some people, and I I've mentioned his name a few times, but like Dave Ramsey, some people are like Dave Ramsey is this huge, rich guy sitting on a hill, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you can follow Dave Ramsey's plan for free. Listen to his podcast, 
do what he says on the show. Maybe I don't, maybe you don't agree with like, oh, pay off your house. Maybe like, and that's fine, but he's giving the content for free. If you want more access to that, go pay for it. But I think, and I think for all realtors out there, you have an audience, whether it's your clients, whether it's other realtors in your area who look up to you and say, wow, I want to be like them. You know, I have realtors that are like, oh, I hope I can be like you. And I'm like, don't, I'm a nobody. Like I'm a, I'm a guy that like, I've had an opportunity. I, you know, have a podcast, it's grown, but so could you, so could anybody. And I think I love connecting with people like you because there are good people in the real estate business, right? We're not all slime balls, just trying to sell our clients something. I think there are people that care about the relationships, whether that be with clients, with other realtors. My favorite part about the podcast really is it's for realtors. It's to help them. I'll have clients that find it. And then they're like, oh yeah, now I trust you even more to do this real estate deal. And I'm like, oh great. But that's not why I released a podcast. I remember one client was interviewing a long story short, like a client was interviewing multiple realtors and it was actually a mom interviewing for her kids because they were busy doctor. Anyway, it doesn't, but she interviewed me and she said, I just want to make sure you're not like a part-time realtor. And I'm said, so that's so funny that you say that. I just released an episode for realtors about why realtors fail. This was early last year when the podcast started, go listen to it. And she listened to that and they hired me. And you know, that was a $400,000 house, but I didn't, I wasn't trying to get clients. I'm just trying to help realtors. And I think when you just, this is the thing about a podcast. When you just try to be helpful and help people, I feel like through like God's blessing or the universe, whatever you want to call it, that does come back. It really does. When you just try to be helpful. Yeah, I agree. Show up and help. That's it. Yeah, man. I love so it. it's been crazy. It's been, the podcast is growing so fast and like, I didn't, I mean, I remember releasing and being like, oh, well, hopefully I get more than like five downloads a month. <laughs> now it's, and now it's grown a ton to be, I think, top 5% of podcasts worldwide, which is just insane. I mean, that's huge. How'd you do that? What's your magic trick? That's awesome. Congrats. <sighs> oh, geez. I don't know. I, I think, thank you. I think one of the things is just be helpful. So like, you know, in those real estate groups that we're in, we, you can't pitch. I can't be like, Hey, here's a podcast, right. click the link. But what I can do is go there and be helpful. So I, in one of those groups that has like a hundred thousand people, I was recently recognized. I, I like, you know how it gives you those weird badges or whatever. Oh yeah. All that, it yeah. recently said Facebook like, badges. Yeah. yeah, like most helpful or whatever. And I think that just meant like I comment the most, which made me feel like sweet. I I'm glad I want to be helpful. And so I try to, I try to spend some time each day in there answering questions. And when it's a question that, could go back to something in my podcast. Like I, I know someone recently was like, Hey guys, I'm trying to do this on the side. Like, what are you going to do? And I'm like, you know, you'll have success when you like really put your heart and soul into this. And I shared the episode about working part-time, you know, I, and, and people have found it and they tag me. So I think like they're doing the advertising for me. I've got a few dozen realtors in there that listen that will tag me. And I appreciate, um, but it's just being helpful. I, I One realtor in there, she reached out and she said, hey, I, I posted in there asking about the best podcast. Yours was one of the ones they shared in there. So I'm sure she enjoyed that. You've got some great interviews. Thank you. Um, yeah, you're welcome. And And she said she listened to mine and of the 40 podcasts she heard, mine was one of the like three or four that stuck. And I'm like- awesome. And I just, I'm like, great, because you're getting help. And I didn't say, hey, go buy this because there's like, there's nothing to buy. I'm just, I'm thankful that people are finding it. And it's helpful. I think I want to see more and more realtors believing in themselves, 
having the confidence, right? Like I just shared my story on here, like again, two years ago and yeah, two years ago, my first deal settled April of something 20, 2020. So two years ago, I hadn't even had a settlement, man. <laughs> so a lot can happen if you believe in yourself, if you work hard, and if you're just helpful to others. I love that, John. Man, what a great conversation. And congratulations to you, your wife, and your babies for your success, man. Thank you. It's a lot. I feel like we have a zoo here sometimes, but, yeah, well, you know, know a lot feeling. going on. I know that feeling, man. Trust me. I know that feeling. All right. It's crazy, man. Where can people find you? Where can they find the podcast? Yeah, absolutely. So thank you so much. And thanks for having me again. Your show's great and I enjoy it. So thanks for letting me be a small part of it yeah, man. today. Privilege. For me. Um, yeah, good. Thank you. You can find me. I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. John Shookman, the Lancaster realtor on Instagram and stuff like that. Happy to connect like seriously. And it's not pitching because I got nothing to sell. Like if realtors want help with social media, I've, you know, I, I do the social media now for our team and I've taken it from getting five, 50 views a month. I'm not kidding. When I took it over last January, so January 21 to now about six to 8,000 views a month by the stuff we're posting. So if people want help, they can connect with me there. I'm happy to jump on a free call. They, of course, can find the podcast. I'd love, and if they enjoy it, I'd love to, and I love having realtors. You know, after this, we're going to have to have you on my show because I love having, you know, realtors and people in real estate on. But yeah, you can check it out anywhere you can. The website is therealestatesurvivalguide.com. But anywhere you listen to podcasts, if you search real estate survival guide, it's going to come up. I'm currently redoing the website, but it, you know, you'll find it. You'll, you know, the headlines there and you can kind of see the links to, to subscribe. So thank you so much. I hope that this is helpful for your listeners and that they just kind of feel hopeful and encouraged through this. Friends, if you are listening, listen, to John's podcast. And don't forget to leave him a review and let's keep his 100% client streak on the other side of real estate going down the podcast side. John, this I was awesome, man. So much, Thank you, man. man. Thank you. I appreciate your time. It was awesome connecting with you a little bit and look forward to, we'll do it again. I'll have you, we'll have to have you on my show and, and definitely not be the last time we talk for sure. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.